Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, I always love when we're wondering what we're going to talk about, but then something comes out and then we end up shaping up a whole episode based around that. So today the SEC Big 12 Challenge slate was announced and it was deleted I think more than once. I think the SEC tweeted out the schedule. I had it, had a story ready to go, and I'm like, okay, well, we obviously know they're playing Kansas, but Kentucky, Kansas, Saturday, January 29th, they decided not to get cute with it. They decided to put the two programs, the two Blue Bloods, against one another. Pretty solid matchup again. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to getting to Fog Allen for the first time, Derek. Yeah, I am too. Um, didn't have a chance to get out there in 2015. Of course, that was a, a great game. Uh, Kansas, of course, won an overtime over Kentucky, but one of the better games. Um, this will be – I mean, if you're a college basketball, like a true diehard college basketball fan, uh, you know, Fog Allen is a bucket list place. And I'm not saying I am a uh, true diehard college basketball fan, but just even, even for me, I think it'll be really cool to get the chance to go out there, watch them play that game. But – yeah, Sean, I think the overall theme of this, though, and I think what we're really going to hammer on today is this non-conference schedule is the real deal this upcoming season for UK. Yeah, it, it is. It's loaded. Uh, before we get into that, let's go ahead and go through this list of the matchups at the, at the Classic. So Kentucky, Kansas, Tennessee at Texas, LSU at TCU, Mississippi State at Texas Tech, Missouri at Iowa State, Baylor defending national championship at Alabama. I like that matchup. That's a good one. West Virginia at Arkansas, Oklahoma State at Florida, Oklahoma at Auburn, and Kansas State at Ole Miss. Um, it's an opportunity for the SEC right there about, what, six weeks before Selection Sunday, typically, to kind of make a statement uh, that weekend. It's an opportunity for both conferences. So looking forward to that day. But let's let's get into this non-conference schedule. So I was, I was just talking to you about it before we got started. So we know some games that Kentucky has, we're still waiting on the Louisville game, obviously, to be set, but we do know that the two teams are going to play. So Kentucky's going to play Duke in the Champions Classic. That'll be at Madison Square Garden to open the year. They're going to play at Michigan, and then they're going to play Notre Dame in a neutral site. North Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic. I've had some people ask me about that, like why are they playing North Carolina again? I think, didn't they decide to not mess with the contract in the original slate instead of moving things around just to keep it as as is, as I'm pretty sure is the reason. And then Kentucky will travel to Kansas, and then we know that Kentucky will host Louisville at Rupp Arena this season. Derek, that's a uh, – there's going to be a lot of folks that are probably going to complain about the home slate when it comes to the games at Rupp Arena and the non-conference, but when you play a non-conference slate like this against Power Fives, it's really hard to complain because that's loaded. Yeah, I mean – Plenty of opportunities to, to pad that resume, to, to build a strong resume. And, I mean, this is a, a non-conference schedule that is going to be, you know, building Kentucky towards what will be, I think, a very strong Southeastern Conference this season. Yes. So, I mean, I don't think Kentucky is going to have any issues in, in terms of, you know, building a resume for the NCAA tournament. Um, speaking of the Big 12 Classic or Big 12 and SEC Challenge real quick before we – really get into UK is I, I kind of like the storylines there, like you were talking about Alabama and Baylor. you got the up and coming uh, defending SEC champs against the defending national champions. So, I mean, if you're looking for this past season, like those were the two best teams from the respective league. Um, obviously, how far did Alabama get? Did they get knocked out in the Sweet 16? They did, yeah. Okay, so they got knocked out. But, you know, a team that on any given night, 
you know, could have been a Final Four team, uh, made a deep run. But I like the storyline with Rick Barnes going back to Texas and, of course, Chris like Bearden's first year there. He he hit the transfer portal like a madman. I mean, he built that roster up there. I think Jeff Goodman might even have them in his preseason top three. So I think Tennessee will have a pretty strong team again this year, but going on, it is on the road, right? That game's in Texas, I believe. Is, yeah. So that's a tough matchup. But Rick gets to go back. I'm sure, you know, he was never bad at Texas. Maybe they didn't win to the level that, that they wanted him to, but I'm sure he will get a warm welcome there. And then, of course, you got Kentucky and Kansas with, you know, I don't think Kansas is really projected to be all that great this year. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that, but um, two, two of the most storied basketball programs that, that game is always going to draw somebody, somebody has them at 12 last time okay I so i can't yeah, remember so, I mean, a solid team but not like uh you wouldn't you wouldn't picture this the, team as a, the, as a the question will be the question will be is that game the headliner or is it baylor alabama you don't you don't really know i get that's stuff that won't be announced until i guess what a month or so leading up to it they'll probably confirm it but I like the Baylor-Alabama matchup, Derek. You were talking about, you know, how that's the best teams in those conferences a year ago. But I like it, too, because Alabama's probably a program that would love to follow the same path that Baylor's followed, right? Build it yeah. from, you know, from really not being anything to a college basketball power like Scott Drew's done down there. So I, I like that matchup. I'm trying to see if there's any other ones I really like. You, you really don't know. I mean, you're, you're looking at Texas Tech entering a new situation. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing. Uh, Oklahoma at Auburn, I think, is a solid one. So it, it'll be a, a good Saturday in the SEC and in the Big That's 12. It's fun to watch. Yeah, and I love a... where it's at. I love where it's located. On like the schedule? On the schedule. It's yeah. late January. It's you you dip out of conference just for a, a Saturday. But it's like a – it's one of those things where it's, it's a resume thing. You remember a couple years ago how big it was for Kentucky to beat Texas Tech at Texas Tech. It kind of propelled them uh, moving forward the rest of the way. But – I think the schedule overall is setting up to be honestly coming off the heels of missing, well, not missing the tournament last year and then not getting to have it the year before. Kentucky's put themselves in position to have no problem to build a resume, like you said in the opening. I think that's the key. Uh, the, SE, the SEC is going to be brutal. It's going to be tough, but this non-conference schedule is going to prepare them for it. But then at the same time, too, I like that you get to – adventure out and play Kansas on a random Saturday in January, you get a break from conference play to kind of hit refresh and see someone else. Yeah. I mean, just from, they, they will have their share of Kentucky of, of neutral court games. Obviously they're going to play Duke up in uh, New York at Madison square garden and uh, the CBS sports classic. Well, obviously as it always is, is a neutral court game, but for, for the for Notre Dame who, too. Yes, in Notre Dame as well. Uh, I don't expect that game to be as high profile, but I do think uh, uh, Mike Bray is very is like wildly optimistic on his team this year. So that might not be. And obviously, Notre Dame just beat Kentucky last year. Not going to say that was a super big accomplishment because. You know, Where do you think that game's going to be played? I, I'm going to say Indy. Yeah, I, I think Indy. I think you could get that game in Banker's Life for sure. Yeah. Um, but but Sean, just for a, a college basketball fan, like I was talking about with Kansas. If you're a UK fan, you get to watch UK play in the Chrysler Center in Michigan against a, a team that's always very good, and then at Kansas. I think that's just great for the sport. It is. It, it's really good for the sport. Um, and the only reason I think you're getting this, obviously, is because the the way that the schedule with the Michigan series had to be moved around due to COVID-19. So the London game will take place in 22, 
and then Michigan will come to Rupp Arena in 23. But, and then I think next season, Kentucky goes to Notre Dame. That game's no longer a neutral site because it went Rupp Arena neutral site and then at Notre Dame. So that's the thing that I like is Kentucky's going out. They're going to a place they've, they've not played at Michigan. The last time they played Michigan was the NCAA tournament 2014. Michigan's a, considered one of the top 10 programs in college of basketball right now under Juwan Howard. I think it's fun. You, you start yeah. the season off with Coach K's farewell tour. You get to play Duke. The first time, Derek, I'm pretty sure it's the first time the two teams have ever met at Madison Square Garden. So you throw that into the schedule because I know the game in 2003 was at the Meadowlands in the Jimmy okay. V Classic. So I'm pretty sure it's the first time the two have ever played at Madison Square Garden. So you got that game in MSG. You got Kentucky going to Fog Allen. You got them going to Michigan. They're going to host Louisville at Rupp Arena, neutral site against North Carolina and Notre Dame. I honestly don't think that Kentucky fans can ask for much more. I mean, you'd love to have another big game at Rupp Arena for an atmosphere, but I really like it coming off a year where things weren't normal. I, I think that this is kind of the, I want to say the, the get well tour where you can kind of just get back to normal and, and kind of have some fun with it. I, I don't think, Kentucky fans are going to have any problem getting motivated before basketball season starts with that slate. Well, and this is a year where you're happy that you don't have eight freshmen that are going to be relied upon. <laughs> you know, you're, you're happy that you have guys like Sylvia Wheeler, you have Oscar Sheboy, CJ Frederick, you talk about Keon Brooks and Dante Allen off this team who are back. You know, you have guys that have played, uh, well, I guess Dante to a lesser extent, just because he didn't really play um, uh, in the 2000, his freshman year. But, you know, last year, obviously, the crowds weren't really there, so he's not really played in front of a big crowd. But he's he's at least traveled with the team, been in those environments. So I think this is a year where you're really happy that that part of it shouldn't be. I mean, you have three guys basically on your roster, the three freshmen, Hopkins, Washington, and Collins, who will have to get adjusted to playing in front of big crowds like this. But besides that, you got a lot of veterans out there who uh, know how to play in hostile territory. You talk about the Michigan game, you know, CJ Frederick's play up there the last two years. So, I mean, he's a guy who's familiar with that arena. Um, Notre Dame, same way. I guess it's going to be a neutral court game, but he'll be – or, sorry, not Notre Dame, but uh, Notre Dame's an ACC school in basketball. They get to choose when they want to be independent when it's convenient for them in football, but uh, yeah. playing a conference in, uh, in basketball. And, but. and I called it the, the get well tour, you know, just coming off of – how awful this past season was um, I, I should say though the revenge tour is what you could call it because Notre Dame beat them in a close one North Carolina beat them potentially the Kansas, revenge tour I mean Kansas beat them Louisville beat them so there's there's games there it, yeah and think about the real games in the league too Sean because you know UK's gonna go to Auburn they're gonna go to Alabama they're gonna go to Tennessee they're gonna uh, go to Georgia go to you, you yeah, know yeah. they're gonna go to Georgia because Sevier Wheeler you know the league's gonna make them do that <laughs> so, so they're, they're gonna have a there will not be many nights, I think, this season. I mean, you'll, you'll get the normal, you know, games against the teams early, early in the year where they're trying to build their resume. They'll go to Arkansas. Those, those you say Arkansas? I didn't mention them, but no, you're right. They'll go there. I mean, they'll go anywhere that is going to be a tough game. And by the time March gets here, this team will be – I mean, I don't think it's – it would be a little crazy right now to say this just because we're not seeing how these teams are going to fare. You would think on paper with how good the SEC should be, and how good some of these non-conference teams should be. This should be one of the most prepared teams for the and, tournament. Um, how does Cal fill out the non-conference schedule too with those games at Rupp Arena? Is it going to be lower-ranked teams, or is it going to be teams that are going to be able to win their league? Because that's usually what he fills it with, right? Is teams that are going to be in the top two or three of their of their re of their leagues. So I would balance that out. I would, I would too. 
Yeah, I would try to get some that, you know, I mean, playing a team that's going to finish in the 300s on Ken Palm, you know, that does nothing for Kentucky. I understand that. Um, so I would try to get, you know, I would try to get a team, every team at least finish, you know, top four, top five yeah. in the respective league, but maybe not get a team that I think it was Vermont that came in here a few years ago and he was like convinced that they might lose that game. And it ended up being really close. Yeah. Uh, but they ended up winning. But it's also different this year, you know, because a lot of those years when he scheduled these games, it was with younger teams who, and again, I'm not saying that they're just going to steamroll through everybody this year because they don't have a ton of freshmen. I'm just, you still have to get acclimated to each other and still have to adjust. I get that. But I do think it makes it a little easier whenever you're not talking about guys starting from from ground zero, basically. And that's four straight Saturdays if the Louisville game does indeed be end up being played on a Saturday. We're not sure. I mean, it's been on Saturday. Sometimes it's been on uh, on weekdays. But that's going to be four straight games where they're at Michigan, Notre Dame neutral site, North Carolina neutral site, and then rep against Louisville. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What if they played? It's not going to happen. But for the sake of Kentucky basketball fans, not the state of Kentucky. If they actually did play, because Saturday is a Christmas this year, what if they played Louisville on Christmas Day? I mean, how many people would – would people drop their Christmas plans to go watch UK play? Like, surely they would, right? They would, yeah. People don't want to see their family sometimes anyway. We, we don't we yeah. don't want to do that. <laughs> we don't want to do that. No, that that's no. that's where I was yeah. getting at, like, where do they put that game this year? Since Probably, Saturday is. Uh, well, they've done it – well, last year was the day after Christmas, right? They so, were. Did they play it on so, a Sunday uh, this year, you think? Hmm. I could see them going uh, – what's that next Saturday? It'll probably be one of the first days of January. Well, it's always tough to know because typically the SEC schedule starts that, you know, very first weekend yeah. of January in typical years. So, yeah, they'll have to fit game, it in there somewhere. That game might not be announced until the SEC slate's announced, right? Yeah. It yeah, just looking at it. I mean, why not play it, uh, play it a few days before Christmas? Yeah. Play it like that Tuesday, the 21st. What do you think yeah. about that? I'd be fine with that. Let me schedule UK's uh, thing for them. <laughs> but I'm, I want to ask you this. So, obviously, this is a fan base, Derek, that it needs to get back to normal. It needs something good to happen. I think people are back on board with UK basketball, given the experience that they have on their roster, given the success in the transfer portal and things like that. Obviously, the, the Michigan game would be massive. Any of these wins, honestly, North Carolina would be massive. But I'm going to – I'm going to kind of just pigeonhole two here and just talk about Duke and Kansas because those are two that if anytime you beat Duke, it's good. But to beat Coach K in his final season, his farewell tour, to kind of kick that off with a loss for him, and then you you obviously don't have the promise of ever getting to face Coach K again. 
at any point. So that one or winning at Fog Allen, which one does more for the fan base? Like which one's bigger? Duke, for sure. I think so. I think yeah, so too. The, um, I mean that that's not a, a game that you know it's not like Kentucky. See, I mean they if it almost feels like they play Kansas every single season, whereas it doesn't feel that way with Duke. Um, so I mean I think fans would be really happy, you know, to go over to Kansas and, and win a game. But Coach K's last year, and that's one of the true events too, the Champions Classic that I think. I like the way the coverage builds up for it, I guess I should say, because you know how college basketball is like, it's a great, it's like the opening night, basically. I don't, I think some years Kentucky has played that game first. Obviously the last time that they played Duke, they got straight up destroyed in Indianapolis. That was the first game of the year, but some of these years Kentucky's played a, you know, an easy game or two before they went over there. But with college football, really hitting its peak in late November whenever the, the playoff picture and bowl games are really coming into picture or coming into view. It's a good intro, I think, to the college basketball season. And this year with the storylines, I mean, it's going to be crazy, I think, the buildup for that game. Even if the two teams aren't even that great to start the year. You know what I mean? Just having – I mean, you know ESPN, and I'm not like one of these like ESPN truthers that, uh, you know, they, they just love Duke and nobody else. But, like, it's a big deal whenever Coach K is in his last year. I mean, he's someone, you know, for me and you, for dude, for people 15 years older than us, he's been one constant in college basketball. And that's a big deal when guys like that leave. So to play a team with a brand like Kentucky, with a coach like John Calipari, who's also on the Hall of Fame, that, that will be something that despite it being right in the heart of football season for both the NFL and college football, I think that will get a lot of play. Um, and a lot of people will tune in for that game. So I'm looking at this. If this is correct – I'm on BigBlueHistory.net. Kentucky's last win at Kansas was 1983. Really? I'm pretty sure. That's the last time I see them winning at Allen Fieldhouse. They won 72. They play? Uh, total? How many times have they played it in Kansas? So, what I can see, so they've played 33 times total overall. Kentucky's 23 and 10 in the series. Uh, so they played at Kansas in 2016 and lost. They lost at Kansas in 2006. I remember that. Tubby Smith's team got absolutely drilled, 73 to 46. I'll never forget it. That was the Rondo team. And then they played, let's see here, Kentucky at Kansas. This was bad, too. 150 to 95, Derek. They lost in 1989. <laughs> and then they lost again at Kansas in 85. And then it has them winning at Kansas in 83. And then they won an overtime game at Kansas in 81. And then they won in 79 at Kansas. So they've played quite a few times there. They beat them again at Kansas in 77. So it's been a while, though. So 80 what, – what was the year I said? 83? Yeah. Yep, 1983, the last win at Fog Allen. So it's an opportunity to do something they've not done in a long time. You know, Kansas has come to Rupp and – and done things so what's it really matter though you know what i mean it's cool i mean i don't know i mean it doesn't i don't, like, know. I, don't I think i didn't i didn't know that i've covered uk for a while like jerry tipton might have known that but i think the average listener to the show is i have no idea that it's been that long but that's what i'm saying like there's not this burning desire to to go to kansas and beat those guys it'd be cool if they do but yeah. i still think with duke i mean going up there Kentucky fans always want to beat Duke. I just don't – do Kentucky fans hate Kansas? 
I don't. I mean, you know I mean, like, I think Kentucky fans hate Duke. I mean, so, I obviously they do. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna go off of what I was before I started working media. I was a UK fan, diehard, and I didn't hate Kansas. I didn't turn on the tape every single Monday and go and sit there and just stress out hoping they lost. But every time Duke <laughs> played, I sat there and would get pissed that they won, and I would cheer for the other team. Like it's always whoever's playing Duke. I wasn't that way with Louisville. I was that way with Tennessee, where I grew up, but I wasn't that way with Louisville. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it'll be a cool, fun fact. That's a nice note. Probably to make the lead of my story if they win that game, but it's not. You know, it's a big win because Bill Self is two seventy-seven and fifteen all time at Allen Fieldhouse. That would that would make That's it incredible. a big win. So, and I look at it along the lines of it's kind of just a resume thing. Like you might put yourself in, like if Kentucky's really good, they put themselves probably in position to get a one seed if they go get that win. They'll be up there for sure. I mean, I don't know. I just think Kentucky with the schedule is difficult and bringing in all these new guys. Like, I mean, I think you got to prepare that they're going to lose some games this year. I mean, even yeah. if with that schedule, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're talking yeah. in league. Uh, we said it what, a month ago, I still think that the team that wins the SEC could have five losses. Like, that's how good I think the SEC will be this year. I think that whoever wins the league, it's not going to be a two- or three-loss team. It's going to it, it's going to be a team that's lost four to six games. No question. Yeah, I mean, I'm, this will be a good year, I think, for uh, – I mean, it's – if for whatever reason things do go bad, and I don't think they will, to nowhere near the external last season, obviously, I think they're going to be a solid team. But – it's another one of those years where, I mean, you got to get it together and get it together fast because you're going to have very few breaks. Uh, I, I mean, maybe maybe Vanderbilt again this year won't be very good. Kentucky typically plays them twice. But outside of that, man, like even a team like Mississippi State that I, I think got better yeah. this offseason with some of the guys that they brought back. And they weren't a tournament team last year. I mean, they're – you know, Mississippi State's always like that perpetual – at least it always felt that way to me. Like, could be a bubble team. But Halland, of course, got them to a five seed uh, back in 2019. And then last year, uh, ended Kentucky season. Uh, it was going to take a miracle for UK to, to win four games in a, in a row. But uh, either way, man, it's uh, a bit out of left field, I thought, today. Maybe – Maybe people were prepared for the schedule release. I, I didn't oh, know it was going to come out. No. As a matter of fact, I hadn't really even looked at the non-conference slate there's, until tonight, but it's, a, it's in a good spot. There's another storyline we're leaving out. What's that? And it could really come into play. Kentucky holds a four-game lead in the win record all-time, all-time wins category over Kansas. That's and, another thing that I don't get bent out of shape about, but I know a lot of people do. So, yeah, you're right. That is a real I mean, story. I'm just saying, like, let's say that – the season goes, Kansas is a little better than UK. Maybe Kentucky loses some games early. I mean, you're talking that game in January, it could come down to maybe tying somebody, passing somebody or or something. But I just, I just think that's a neat storyline too, that it could come into play this year. I mean, you're talking a margin that was a lot more. I never thought it would get down to four. I honestly didn't. But yeah. when you have a nine and sixteen year, and the other team goes twenty one and nine, yeah, you're kind of you're making up a lot of ground there. It's been um, a fun off season for Kentucky basketball. I mean, they're just now kind of finishing up camps and whatnot. Um, but that, you know, they call it the the hot stove in baseball for what people used to do to try to get to the off season. I think for Kentucky basketball fans, they will have plenty to talk about. But the good news too, man, is. 
they're going to have what should be a pretty interesting football season to kind of lead them into it. I mean, I think once that gets cranked up and you get into that routine for the weeks, you know, that football has one of the best schedules, I think, just uh, spend all week talking about the game and then Saturday gets there. Man, it's going to be – you'll be in New York before we know it, you know, probably yeah. the week of, like, the Georgia game. That's how it seems like it always is. But uh, <laughs> having to travel all over the place. But, no, Sean, I mean, this is a – It'll be a it'll be a good schedule. It'll be good for this show. I don't think we'll have any shortage of storylines to talk about throughout the year. So I'm really excited about that. We, and I'm, I'm excited for our listeners. We're we're excited for this show. Like you and I have talked about it this week. That once we get into football season, and if this football team lives up to kind of some expectations that a lot of us think they can be, if a couple of things go right for them, Derek, the the momentum with football. And the momentum with basketball, that's like the 10 and three season when Kentucky had that basketball team kind of struggled out of the gate. Right. And the football team kind of got all the buzz. I'd love for it one time, Derek, to just have both great basketball, really good football. And it just kind of just feed off one another. I think that would be fun for fans. I think it'd be good for us. And uh, I think there's a chance that that happens this year. It was kind of that way in uh, 2018. I can remember going to Louisville and Kentucky basketball won. Yeah, that, that was good. And then a couple of days later, they won the Citrus Bowl. Like that was a, a big week for Kentucky. But uh, I just remember right. sitting at Indy and being more excited about Kentucky being like 14th in the college football playoff rankings after a loss to Georgia <gasps> just because Kentucky got drilled by Duke <laughs> that night. So yes. <laughs> awful. No, that was the same week, right? Um, they, they, I remember that week being awful because so, so here was the week they lost to georgia on a saturday and then they real by duke and then they lost to tennessee yeah the next saturday i remember oh, tweeting on the field at neyland stadium walking off for <laughs> interviews that this week had to be capital h-e-double-l for kentucky yeah. fans like it went down the drain in a heartbeat <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad week a lot of potential that turned out to be bad but you know they, they finished strong of course that kentucky team in basketball easily could have made a final four lost in yeah. overtime so that's how it's been. But we just wanted to hop on here and talk about the basketball schedule. Obviously, it's probably the last we'll have of the basketball schedule. And then we will, uh, once everything comes out, like as, as games get added and stuff non-conference-wise, we will make sure that we uh, add all that and we'll make sure we'll get that information out there to you. But that's kind of the bulk of it. We're still waiting on a date for Kentucky-Louisville. Still waiting on the rest of that non-conference schedule to be released. The SEC schedule's not out yet. Uh, but we're going to transition a lot to to football in the coming days. It's going to continue our position previews and things like that. And then whatever news happens, we'll be sure to get it to you, whether it's recruiting, schedule-related. Anything that happens, we'll be here on Kentucky Daily to bring that information to you. As Derek has said multiple times, uh, grateful for you all listening to Kentucky Daily. We thank you for your support, continuing to listen to the show. I apologize for not being able to be on here yesterday. As Derek said in the interview with Ben, lightning hit my house. I'm still going just off hotspot right now just to be able to connect and even record on Zoom. But we're able to get this episode out there to you. As always, this is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub with three locations, one in Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.